Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. The goal is to be what Drake is to mainstream. Like you want to be the, the independent artist that becomes as popular as Drake. At this point, I'm sure labels are watching what you're doing. I'm sure they're putting roadblocks in a way to try to, you know. Or they might be putting offers. offers. Yeah, offers. They, they put offers. Roadblocks, and then, but you're almost in a sense like the poster guy. I can't guy be blocked. For, for independence. I can't be blocked. How block? could they block I don't from use the their systems. <laughs> I don't use, they said they, I can't be blocked. We have our own distros that we work with directly. We don't use the major system and it's like platforms like this. We create our own content. We have our own live performance platforms. Like we really don't have to go through their systems for nothing. Yeah. There is no block. And I'm in my backyard. <laughs> if, if they stop any motion, I'm just gonna go in the right. backyard. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> A mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. All right. Yes, we are back in the dirty south, Atlanta, our second home. Uh, and every time we come to Atlanta, magical things happen. So this is going to be in line with that history that we've established in the south. Um, so this is something that I'm looking forward to. So a young man, his name is LaRussell out of Vallejo, California. Come yeah, on, yeah, guys, yeah. Up. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my man Vernon said I got to, when we popped the car, I got to lean. Yeah, 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 come on, man. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, so this is something I've been looking forward to because I heard about him a few months ago, actually, um, when he started to 
let artists let uh, people invest in his art. So he kind of sells shares of his music as like almost stock. Mm -hmm. Like you can buy equity in the song. Um, we'll talk about, we'll elaborate on it later on, but that was dope. And then I found out that he actually um, has a campaign where he does a variety of different stuff, like merch, shows, different things of nature, and there's no set price on it. Mm -hmm. you, you pay whatever you want to pay. So that was interesting. Proud to pay. Come yes. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Then, he, then he's going viral for a lot of these songs. Um, get to that bag. Yeah. Come That's on. That, Go get that yo, bag. I had the roll. I just got to get my hopscotch right. I see you. I see you. It's looking a little rough. But I'm going to have to do the tutorial on YouTube. <laughs> get y'all right. You have to go viral. It's two, one, two. All right, I'm going to get it. I'm yeah. You got to get the dice roll. There it Start is. with it. Yeah. And then um, he's been wearing these Crocs. I've been seeing the Crocs. I pay attention to everything. I told him I was disappointed. If he didn't come today with them, I, I told you, I'm like, I've yeah. been disappointed. Yeah. They parted the whole ambiance. Come on. <laughs> so we're joined by him and the head of everything. CEO of all Tieta. And this is a dope conversation because they've, they're building a brand um, organically. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of things that come with that. Social media, marketing, um, you know, learning about the distribution of music and business and all that happening in real time. So it's a dope conversation for independent artists, but it's also a dope conversation for entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. for content creators, for anybody that's looking to grow a brand. And uh, I think that is something that a lot of people are going to gain value from, something I'm excited about. So Come thank on. you for joining us, yeah. first and foremost. Thanks. Yes, we Happy are to honored be to be here. <laughs> uh, all good. Thank so you. let's... Tiana said this is on her vision board. It was last it year. It was on the vision board. That's my manifestation. Board. There well, it is. <laughs> you've manifested <laughs> it. Time has come. So, where, all right, where does this start? So, you, you got a buzz now. Your album's about to drop. You're moving. People know who you are in the streets. But where, where's the origin of this? Yeah, so, man, 2018, I dropped my first project, which was called The Field Effect. And I was, like, my first offering as a solo artist to the world. And, um... The response from it just locally was amp, you know, like that was also the first time that my pops like heard my music in a in a way where not just like through the door, but like, hey, nigga, check this out. Right. You feel me? So he started sharing it with his homies and everything. And um, I had I had it gave me an insane boost of confidence. And I was like, I'm going to throw a show. I've never performed before ever. Never did a show. But I was how like, many followers did you have? Probably like a thousand, if that, a couple hundred. But I was like, I'm finna rent out the theater and you know where I stay and I'm finna throw a show. And um, we did it. And it brought out probably like 75, 80 people. But it was like my first time performing and my first time like taking that leap in investment. Like I used my own bread. My pops went half with me to rent the theater and we got food and merch and mm. everything. And um. That was kind of like the spark in the journey of like, I want this. You feel me? All right, so this is the theaters in Vallejo. Yep. Yep. Shout out, shout out to Vallejo. So to, how did we get to that point, right? Like, because you're growing up, there's awesome musical influences. Obviously, we know e E40's from there. But what made you decide that, you know what, music's going to be my route? Because a lot of people think, all right, I'll do it with music. But you had a certain level of belief in yourself. I could see it. Everybody can feel it. So how did you get to that point? I just enjoyed it. I was always writing as a kid. Like since I was like seven or eight, I was writing like poetry and, and just notes, thought. I, all, I write everything till this day. All of my thoughts, ideas, mm -hmm. I, just, I just write a lot. So I've always had a passion for it. And just through that, I start kind of 
one of my homies got a laptop in middle school and we start making beats. I started learning how to produce, making beats for people and selling them. Then I start rapping over my own beats. High school, I end up uh, battle rapping. I was rapping a long time and someone asked me to battle. They didn't know I could rap. You feel me? Because I wasn't rapping publicly. I was just kind of in my lane, but I was like, I'll do it. You feel me? And I did it killed it you feel me it was a moment at school it was like I, I killed it right and that gave me that confidence to kind of like push it out and share it and now put more into the world and um after I graduated I ended up having my daughter so I went straight to working but I was always kind of dabbling in music just doing it mm -hmm. in the background and stuff and just slowly building you know and then eventually it got to the point where I was like I want to do this I'm gonna put out an album mm -hmm. right so all right. So when do you establish good company? Good company, right? <laughs> yeah. So my first logo of good company uh, has like an estimated 2017 date on the logo. So that was the first I, I thought of the name and was like, ah, I like this. Let me see where I go. And, and then I was like just shooting videos for people and just kind of shooting my own videos, recording my own songs. And eventually it kind of grew and scaled. And uh, in 2019, is when we start doing a lot more work because like me and a homie start putting out more music like Tessie I end up doing a project with her and we release hers and we didn't have nobody to shoot our content so you feel me I always had cameras and learned how to edit and shoot so we start shooting our own and under that imprint it was like everything was releasing under good company it was just easier than to have her page here my page here they page here you know we put it under one collective and uh, when the pandemic hit the company really grew because we started doing live performance sessions for like hella different artists in the bay it started off with just me trying to have content for all my songs but we end up helping so many different artists in the bay that the platform just kind of grew and took off so the people people were coming to you to shoot content for them yeah i mean coming to me early on i was going to the artists that i liked i mm -hmm. was just hitting the one hey bro i like this song pull up i got a stool i want to shoot this i'm gonna put it out it was just as simple as that. And then eventually, yeah, people started hitting us to kind of come on the platform. Yeah, I, I feel like where you're from, and this is a valuable lesson, is like people will say, like, how, do I, how do I get hot? And the first thing is like, get hot where you are. Yeah. Right? So get hot where you are. And like uh, when I listen to your story, I could feel the Nipsey influence in it. Come on. Right? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you could talk to it a, a lot more, but I could just feel it from the proud to pay to the power of independence. Now you're saying like, I'm shooting content for people like, you're doing everything. Yeah. How, how, how big of an influence did he play in, in your musical journey? Man, Hyper, when I, when I came up, you know, with the Proud to Pay thing, like, that's his system that we've just kind of revolutionized. I was riding my bike one day, and I was like, how the hell can I do that, but in my way? Because, you know, he did a $100 album. And I was like, I don't know too many niggas with $100 around me, so that ain't going to work. But I was like, but how can I still get people to kind of, like, invest and spend that money? And my idea was just like, I'm not going to put a price. I'm going to just let them, whatever you got, $5 is better than $0. You feel me? I'd rather make five than make none. So it was like, let me just allow people to decide that and let them do their thing. And then eventually it just scaled up. Instead of just, I right, let people give you a dollar, scale to the offer base side where it was like, okay, let me, let me have a say in who gets to come and experience this as well. But, you know, make people really think like we did, we started doing offer based merch and when we started, uh, my boy Taz, who helped build the website and the system, we had a like when you log on, it had a minimum price entered. And I noticed a lot of people was just entering that price because it existed. So I hit them and I was like, bro, 
put that shit at a thousand dollars. Like make them choose, make them decide the minimum, what is worth. Minimum one thousand. Yeah. Not the minimum, but the default price that shows okay. up yeah. when you click. Yeah. I was like, make it a thousand, so people have to make a decision. Cause we know you're not gonna pay a thousand, but now you gotta delete it and put your own amount in, mm. right? And when we did that, we noticed people start actually. They gotta think about it. They like, okay, this is a hoodie. I like hoodies. I can't get a hoodie for five dollars nowhere else. Let me give them at least one. You know, mm -hmm. it, it start provoking that thought. And it just grew from there. T, when, when did you get involved in, in the company? Man, uh, May of last year. I think like, yeah, May. How? how like, what was your involved? Like, how did you, how did it, the conversation start? How did you meet? Uh, so I was actually working at a local platform out there um, at the time. And I found him and I was like, bruh, you are so, I was actually at A&R at the time. So I was supposed to be finding local talent, but I wasn't really finding anything I loved. Found him and I was like, bruh, you are so raw. Like, I don't know why. I think you had like, what, like 3,000 followers at the time yes, or something right. like that. And I was like, why are you not like bigger? He had like a couple, like 50 views on his YouTube videos. So I was like, uh, <laughs> I work at this platform. I want to make sure you get on there, give you as much exposure as possible. So um, yeah, I got his information. I got him on there a couple of times. And then he hit me and was like, I'm actually releasing an album. If you want to hear it, let's like grab lunch, you know, just like talk game. And we've been two peas in a pod ever since. No, that's dope. So, all right, so let's get into this business conversation. Let's start since you talked about the offer-based model. What is it? The offer-based model? That's what you call it? Yeah. All right. So, you do the offer-based for your music? Music, merch, shows. Music, merch, and Life. Shows. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like the main three, music, merch, and shows, yeah, right? Well, we also do these, we do these community brunches where people can come in and a whole community can heat and they pay what they want. Like, we just buy out the restaurant and let them pay whatever they want for their meal or they can just eat for free because yeah, you know i don't care and do whatever all right so let's, <laughs> let's let's talk about each one individually so the merch um okay so you're selling hoodies t-shirts yeah like that gibbets uh i sell books. concert footage albums books on the merch site yep mm -hmm. so like what's the average price that somebody usually pays it depends on what the product is so like for an album on average, probably like $10, $15. But then, like, you always have those people who go far beyond. They'll pay 100 and then some people pay just a dollar. Uh, hoodies average is about 15 20 Tees is about 10 12 And the album, they are getting, like, a physical album, or is it just a digital? digital album. Digital. digital. Yep. But that's a lot better than, like... But you saw your... Is it, is it on Apple Music as well? Yeah, so what we do, I usually sell it, like, two or three weeks prior to it releasing the streaming. And uh, I'll usually do like the first 50 to 100 people to buy the digital album prior, I'll give them a percentage of that album. So they buy the album, but can they also buy the songs? Yeah, like after on iTunes and shit? No, I'm saying like, can like from you? From record? you. So like if you put out the single before you put out the album, is that, a, is that an interesting I don't answer? usually sell singles. Okay. I, I sell the bodies of work. Like yeah. singles is still like a new thing that I'm even getting into releasing singles. I'm an album guy. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about the equity. Explain that. Like when people they can buy a part of it was like publishing masters. Like how how does the that master? So master. the streaming revenue that's generated through the distro. Mm -hmm. Basically, you have a hundred percent of it when you release a song. And I start uh, finding out. I had watched a clip. There's a. Uh, manager his name is ty brent brent fires manager mm -hmm. and i had watched a clip and he was talking about splits hey 
listen, everybody, this is your man, Steve Harvey. My partner's over at Earn Your Leisure. They are kicking off their first Invest Fest World Tour on October 31st. I got my gun on me, I'm with the killies. I got my gang on the hunt for the spinach. You say it up and I've come for the finish. It will be, get a load of this, at the Royal Albert Hall in London, England. This year's speakers list include Earn Your Leisure, Terrence J., Wall Street Trapper, Eon Dunlap, my business development director, Tabidi Stevens, 19 Keys, and many, many more. Get your tickets before they are gone at investfesturo.com. And I was like, it sent me through a whirlwind because I was destroying music, but I wasn't splitting everything because I didn't know, you feel me? So it was like, oh shit, I need to go back through. So I found a distro that allowed me to do splits and I started splitting the pie with like the music video directors, my team who helped shoot, if you record, if you slate, if you do audio, the producers, my engineers, right? And then eventually we got to a point where I was like, man, bro, the people who listen to the music and make this shit blow up, they should be able to have equity in this and just as a fan i feel like that's some dope shit if you love a song and you're able to go by a percent you know because like the stock market is like hyper confusing like you buy stock in microsoft but you don't know them niggas like you don't you don't <laughs> see them you don't see what they doing you really don't know yeah. versus me they see me going viral every day so yeah. it's like i love that song this is an easy call right so um it just i i start just allowing people to buy percentages of that 100 percent from the distro revenue so it actually incentivizes them, right? Because Completely. the people that are going to make it go viral are the people that own it. Right. They play the song every day. <laughs> yeah. Now when you play it, you get paid. If he yeah. win, you That's win. That's a win-win. I'm yeah, all, right. They already support me. So now it's like, bro, I'm getting paid to listen to this shit. I'm getting paid to go to the shows. You feel me? Like, right. eventually, your streaming revenue will cover your offer for the concert. And, you know, we also released a, a gold card membership, which is like the first artist membership. And with our gold card membership, any event that we throw, you can come to for free. I don't care if I'm in an arena, if I'm whatever. If, if my company throws it, you can come absolutely free. And it adds you to a split list. So when I drop projects, I just add certain people. They get percentages because they own a gold card. How much is the gold card? It's offer based. Yeah. How much is it worth to you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, how, how, so, how, so what is the percentage of splits that's left up for the, the people to purchase it, right? Because obviously um, there's a, a bunch of people that- I have some maybe. songs where I've given away every, so what I first did before I start selling splits, me and Tope did an album called Cook Together, Eat Together, and I gave away the equity of that entire album to different people who helped me along my journey, different fans who I used to always see in the comments. We just gave all of the percentages away to different people. And then eventually we got to the point where it was like, okay, we should sell equity because this is worth something. This is into perpetuity. Like people hate the word perpetuity because labels use it nasty, but I love perpetuity. I like forever money. You <laughs> feel me? So it's like in a perpetuity and um, yeah, like with the, with the split, <laughs> that, that's the feeling. That's, right. that's the feeling. See, I, I want to come to you because you, you are the CEO of all things, right? And when you're you're putting, especially merchandise, because we know thinking too about that, for people to pay at any point they want, like at some, you got to make the merchandise. Yep. So how do you balance that, right? Because you don't want to go into debt. Hey man, right? No such thing. You don't. You make can't it lose. in house. You can't lose, you can't lose when you trust the people. Like people scared to trust. When I first decided to do that, my pop used to be in my ear. He like, nah, 
you're gonna look i'm telling you you can't do that because this the production called this thing and i used to be like trust me so one day he told me he was watching during the show he said he was sitting there with notes he's watching everyone who comes up to the booth and pay because he's like i'm finna prove to you you losing mm -hmm. and he realized some people come and pay a dollar or five dollars but then there's four people who came and paid a hundred the production cost of the hoodie was only ten dollars so everybody who paid a dollar got subsidized by the people who paid a hundred like the people gonna always take care of you and my whole thing from the jump was like i use merch for marketing so my goal was like even if i only make one dollar off each mm -hmm. my plan was to sell a million a million dollars ain't never bad I, it don't matter <laughs> that's never a bad thing you feel me and that was my goal the goal wasn't to profit hella the goal was to be able to market that's if everyone can buy it and everyone can wear it you have the whole world as you're marketing now if only a hundred people could buy it you only got a hundred people marketing your shit very true that's true um okay and you you, you said something um you said they you mer you press out the merch in the house yeah talk about that I had a moment. I had quit my job in 2019, right? And uh, I had like a 401k check and a little bit bread from taxes and shit, right? And I ended up running low on bread. So I had got my car repossessed. And in that moment, I could have either went and got my car or I could have bought the production equipment to make my merch. And I decided to invest in presses and vinyls and all that. And it was the best investment I ever made. And we end up basically building the whole merch production system from the garage. So and now we ship our merch globally. So who works it? Um, the team? Yeah, <laughs> man, there's several. So all of my homies kind of come in and intertwine. But uh, initially starting, it was me, Yaya, Tessie, Millie. Just your friends? Friend, friend yeah, all the homies, my sisters, my mom and my pops. My daddy get off work, press some shit up. My mom drop everything off to the post office every morning and do her delivery. So it's just the homies and the family. So, I mean, that, that, that's a great operation. Right? Come on. Yeah, we, we trap. So, so. My thing is like a lot of people and you know they say to us how do y'all work with family right i feel like from your experience how has that been has there been any negative like things that have happened because you work with family or certain things you can't get across because they don't understand the vision or has it been a smooth transition you know obviously seeing you as a young man now as an artist as an entrepreneur and the ceo um i don't think necessarily it's been uh any bad because i've always i've always been willing to do everything myself so everything else is is additive like you know when when we started i was down there pressing merch my, i buy it i'll do it i'll spend hours down there making mm -hmm. sure it happened and i'm still like that till this day i'm willing to do it if, if someone else doesn't want to do it and uh but the whole family benefits from it everybody understands what's growing and what's bubbling everybody is a is a benefactor of this being successful so it's an easy call yeah so we got we got the Music being made there, the merch is being made there. Mm -hmm. and now the we concerts, got, we got a residency in the backyard. Come on, let's go. Come on. So we got the we got the residency uh, in the backyard. Yeah. So what sparked the vision to build the stage back there, man? Because it looks dope. Man, it's lovely, right? I love that place. It's beautiful. Uh, man, I had a I had did a show at a venue, and um, prior to us going to do the show, the owner had called, and uh. He was just on some bullshit, like skeptical because it was a proud to pay show. It was mm -hmm. like, nah, people gonna pay what they want. We gonna do this door split. This is how we do it. This is how I do my shows. And he was like, well, I don't know if it's gonna be successful. And I damn near canceled the show because like I don't like people. I don't like to do business with anybody doubting me, right? Mm -hmm. 
but we went on to do it and it was successful and he seen that that back end of it but by that time i was just like bro i don't i don't want to deal with that no more and i don't like nobody being able to tell me no so to get rid of that i was like i'm going to just build my own venue now we don't have to deal with it at all we don't have to ask we don't have to wait for nobody to tell us what date they got available i could schedule some shit tomorrow and that's what we're gonna do so you got the residency in, at your residence yep Right. Uh, how often do you do shows there so we started this year we did four so far and we do one each month one each month okay. but when it gets cold it might it might so stop. we just did the last one in september okay so my goal is to do them each year from april to october mm -hmm. and then when it gets cold we're we're going to be um doing a bunch of different styles of this residency like this museum <laughs> style piece and then we're going to do like some candlelight shit so we're just kind of altering it as the season change into different styles of events and that's in your backyard that's in the backyard yeah. so that's um all right so this is your parents house right yep so do they have any reservations about having 300 people in, <laughs> in their backyard man look at what we building like why what you feel me this yeah. is something this is history i don't think anybody has reservations about making history they understand what's being built this has never been done before you never want to be the nigga in the way of history you know right. every every, every, every right. everybody say, is say, everybody's say, on board say that, say that again that is, <laughs> that is a fact i ain't come never on. heard nobody say that but that is a fact don't be that come on don't, don't be that don't, don't be that so, speaking of that right like obviously I've seen a bunch of the shows. I mean, you have fences. There's neighbors there. How, how do they react to... Them, them the homies. Oh, they, man, so I've been on that block. I grew up on that block. My yeah. neighbors be in the backyard. They be over the fence. They supporting. They they know what we building. Like, yeah. they, they the homies. And, I mean, we building equity for the whole block. That's true. Because it becomes like... I mean, it's not a tourist attraction, but this is man, the venue. Bro, this is a, it's this a monument. Yeah. yeah. So you got like porta porta parties? Oh. Yep. We got porta parties, pops cooking, and so the whole garage gets switched around, yeah. and, and you go eat. It and might. That's what I was gonna say. It might even be better than some concerts. At least I know when I oh, go to man, yours. Oh man, it's ten it's times up. better. Like I saw the trays you of food, fit and it's all free. Like once you pay your offer ticket, yeah. you ain't gotta pay for nothing else. You can eat as much as you want, pee as much as you want, <laughs> and it's the good porta potties, the not the kinds that smell like it's the these luxury porta potties. You feel me? It's a great experience, and you get to chill with moms yeah. and the family and smoke and we got a jumper outside for the kids you could toss them kids and go toss home about your right. day you don't yeah. even have to worry the about most it. important thing is like what would you what would we want for our fan experience to be i don't want to use that nasty porta party so why yeah. would i make them use it you know like i want to bring right. my kids but they be acting up have a jumper you know like whatever you would want provide that for them and so, yeah, from the standpoint of content right like some of the shit they're, they're not you're not always performing in front of people but mm -hmm. you're always performing i'm always performing right and so i'm watching a lot of so it's just you <laughs> rehearsal yeah it's you and there's a camera yeah so you're the camera yep so like what what is that like right watching history being made and being part of it man it's exciting it's exciting i love it i already I already knew I wanted to work in videography and then being able to work with somebody like him, a visionary, and I love his music. So like, if you ever come to a show, which y'all gotta come, yeah, uh, yeah. you'll see me, people always say it, like I'm rapping every single word to every single song. Like, like it's my show, it's our show. Come on, <laughs> come on, talk your shit. So, you put, so for, for the residency, there is a floor, right? 
Like there's a minimum that you have to pay for residency. No, not necessarily. No. So we we choose a range. Like we do a, a bunch of first come first serve because like bro, y'all got here first. Let them in, and then we'll sort high low, and then we'll just take some from this end, the middle. We have thousands. Of, I got enough offers to do this show for the next ten years. So uh, the way your career is going, you're going to be traveling and doing shows domestically overseas. Do you think that you would continue this model at because, like you said, some venue, especially as the bigger the venue? I'm happy you asked. Yeah, I'm so happy. <laughs> so, I'm so, man, happy you so asked. we're building something now where, like, I'm taking this offer based residency style show on the road. Like, previously, uh, I didn't have a, a big amp to tour because I couldn't do it the way I want. Like, when I tour, I want people to be able to eat and have a good experience and get the same experience they get there, but everywhere else. But it's like when you tour, and you work with these promoters and you're doing door deals and got to do $15 ticket, you're not making no, you can, not making enough to do this. So we're creating a system right now in actual tech to back the offer-based tour. So we're creating the first offer-based ticketing platform, Ticketmaster, but ethical. You feel right, me? The ethical mm. ticket master. The first offer-based <laughs> version where you could literally go online, put in your offer, how many tickets you want. It goes to a portal. We either accept or reject. You get sent your invite. So we're taking this style on the road. And eventually, we're going to open up to where everyone could do offer-based shows. And you don't have to do standard tickets because it's like you guys do invest fest and things like that. Imagine if it was offer-based and no set ticket price. Some of these people who come to y'all shows, y'all change their lives. They'd be willing to pay thousands way more than whatever is the price set you feel me like you just you i've been able to make more money off a show than artists who are 10 20 times my size because i have real people who really support me that i've changed their lives or it could be also a thing where even if you do have a set ticket price you could have a offer price as well like it's like let's say the ticket price is a hundred dollars but then you could have like an offer price because like you said somebody might want to pay more that doesn't work because then people rely on the set price uh-huh. like yep. he was saying with merch like when you set a price that's what they think the value they'll of that ticket is it, they'll right? always choose that they don't even think for themselves like oh well i want to pay this or i could pay this they just go with what it is so that way they can get their ticket but so the, the goal is put it at five thousand right let them start thinking like right. or, really yeah, yeah or leave it blank like i mean i'm just really into getting people to like really process what your value is not your price you know, your price is the cost of something. Your value is different. And people associate those too. But with what we build in this like, nah, offer me something based on how valuable I am or what this is worth to you. Not what you think the price is. What's going on, Ernest? Look, at 26, I made one of the most important decisions of my life. That's right. I didn't have family at the time, but I did have a life insurance policy. A wise man told me life insurance isn't about the people who die. It's about the people who live. It's one of the best ways to secure generational wealth for your family's future. And it makes perfect sense why people get life insurance, especially term coverage, which surprisingly is affordable. Why not pay a little bit each month to secure the future of the people you love long term? If you're asking yourself that question, I want you to check out Ladder. Ladder makes it impressively fast and easy to get coverage. You just need a few minutes and a phone or a laptop to apply. Ladder's algorithms work instantly, so you'll know right away if you're approved for coverage. No hidden fees, and you can cancel any time. And since life insurance costs more as you age, now is the time to get started. So check out Ladder today to see if you're instantly approved. Go to ladderlife.com slash EYL. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash EYL. That's ladderlife.com. 
dot com slash EYL. You know how this works. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Secure your family's future right now. So what's the, uh, who you working with to build? Like you got app developers? Yeah. So man, we're working with a dope black owned tech company called West TBA. And uh, we just start building with them. Ibrima, man, shout out Ibrima, man. He's incredible. <laughs> he's black and he's a tech guy and he just built, the system is already built. We're actually in beta. And um, man, we about what's to launch fairly you soon. Got it? It's called TBA. What's TBA? Oh, TBA. Mm. Yep. If you go like to try to go to his show that he's throwing in October, so you'll you can see actually the use now. it right now for the show yeah. that we have uh, for the eighth and see how it works and everything. But yeah, we're going to be launching, you know, we're using this first right now to do our tours, but eventually we're going to open it. So we're, everyone like i feel like everyone should be doing offer based shows like setting a ticket shows, price is just events, like everything yeah like, for everything if you want to throw like a brunch if you want to do invest fest if yeah. you want to do a show if like anything that you want to do you should be able to do it so, so it's like, an amazing idea for you you never know what your I, shit is worth to somebody else because you got the residency right yeah but you got a bunch of fans throughout the world everywhere mm. so imagine if you got to do it in their backyard listen Oh, we We've already, already started that. Come yeah. on. Yeah. We yeah, did we an, announcement an announcement and we built a whole repertoire of just people who, we come to like, your house. who are yeah. willing to host us. That's yeah. what we're going to be they doing. They sent pictures. They told that us. That way like, we don't have to deal yeah. with the venues. We pulling up with our own well, equipment. We shooting our own stuff. We bringing our own food. Pa's going to be cooking it. But it's like we come to your spot and this is how we doing it. Well, I was going to ask you about it because that's another part. The venues is a part of it because some venues, they only are taking masters. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. Like, we ain't got to deal with them because we got the people. It's way more people than venues. So you, so you play. <laughs> so the events that you're going to be doing right. it's just like at event spaces and then people what's the model you want to do it at people's houses so we we have a list of people who own event spaces who have huge backyards like we got people who hit us with hella land well i'm about to say you might do some million you want. like rick ross Bro, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah we have <laughs> people who hit us with that who yeah. just got land who restaurants, got restaurants like who got event spaces yeah. they got they just like, hey, bro, we love you. Come you, you can use whatever you want of ours. And we built a whole list of the, you know, people from all over the world has tapped in. And, and it's beneficial on both ends. How'd That's- you build that database? <laughs> How'd you even I just announced it on Instagram. We created a Google form. So Tieta <laughs> has created Google forms, man. So when I used to work in aerospace, I learned how to use Excel. When I use Excel sheets for everything. So we end up making Google forms for all these different things. So I had announced that we're trying to do this residency worldwide send in fill out the form wherever your location put your info so now we have an entire database of just different people locations they got pictures of their spots so we can kind of go i can go any city in the in in the world and we can find somewhere to throw as long a show as people live there and they got electricity you should be good, well, well, good. You, no you, we bring generators oh, they don't even need electricity <laughs> they don't even need electricity we bring our own generators <laughs> as long as they got space, as as they got space. <laughs> we just need space that's it and it, it, you got to rent it from them or they just offering it they're offering it but what i'm going to do is like so the ticket platform that we're building we're building a split system on the back end the same way we split up equity with music we're building that to where you could i could just allocate splits of the revenue from these shows to different parties because eventually i'm going to allow fans to invest in shows so if they want to invest in, if we're like, hey, we're going to do this arena and they want to invest, they can invest in exchange for a percentage of the revenue that comes from that show in total. What you're saying is you're bringing up a lot of good points here um, as far as collecting data. A lot of people collect data. They think data collection is only phone numbers and, and emails. Mm. But there's so much stuff. Like, you don't know, like, who's following you. You don't know the kind of resources that the people like. Right. Even us. Like, we got 1.2 million followers on Instagram. Who we don't really know what they all, have. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what they're willing to offer <laughs> right. us. Like we could potentially have like 
Buckingham Palace. Like, you never know. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you don't know that until you run into somebody. Until you, you ask for it. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, but previously, it would be like, you have to have a physical interaction or, because people might not necessarily just offer it. Yeah. But then when you ask and then you have a system, man. then it's like, you never know. Google Forms, We just man. built, in, like, so we built That's an instrumentalist <laughs> repertoire as well. So my violinist, his name is Michael Prince. He's from Texas. He's 21. I had did a shout and said, hey, fill out this form. If you play an instrument and you're dope. We went through. I found Michael Prince. He did my last show in the backyard. He's exceptional. Went to school. He's exceptional. Now he does shows with us. He's the one playing in Tulsa. He brought mm -hmm. us the trumpet. So like we do things like this where I'm building databases for everything. The next one is videographers. I'm building a whole database of just adult videographers. So we're really seeing who our followers actually are and what they have to offer versus them just being a number. And what we can fun. offer them, which yeah. is out like, I think that's what makes our fan experience yeah. so great. It's like, it's not one-sided. It's not just them blindly supporting us and you know helping build up this company. We also offer it back. Like when we went to Washington just now, we sent out an announcement like, hey, we're here, we wanna work with the locals. Like mm -hmm. whoever is here that's building something, we wanna come and support it with his face. Like yeah. he has that Tulsa. following. <laughs> Tulsa, Tulsa we yeah. Gave, so we gave percentages of the revenue from that Tulsa album. We released the live album to streaming and we gave percentage of revenue to AJ Johnson at Oasis market to, to Kelsey from uh, the collective to the org that through the festival uh, Steph Simon and then I split the rest between my DJ keyboardist instrumentalist so we, we split that pie up with the people who were involved there's no artist going and doing your festival and giving you the you feel right, money, you money, money on, on the back, back end from it <laughs> This is different. It is different. <laughs> Come on. It's not the same. It is totally not the same. I knew he was going to do it. I knew he was going to do it. So, <laughs> CEO of all things. This is a company, and we're sharing splits, so that means money's going out. Are we having, how transparent are we with the numbers with the people, right? Are we having quarterly reports? Cause like we see that obviously with Fortune 500 companies and companies in the stock market, there's quarterly reports or there's bi-weekly reports. How transparent are you with the audience when it comes to the numbers? So I handle the, the splits and basically through the distro portal, yeah. the distro shows you, you could click whatever song you have and they show you, distros report data every three months. Mm. So they show you how many times the song stream, what amount was generated and what your percentage is worth of that. So they just, they just, they got a username. It's automatic. Yeah, they have a login, they go it. in and they can see their reports. They, you can export a CSV file or Excel or however. Yeah. So, so you're doing a, the proud to pay on the, on the, um, you're doing, the, all right, so the events, you got that. What about music? You have plans to do that for me? Because now you're doing it with music, but you also have music on Apple and Spotify. Apple and Spotify still control the whole situation. So do you have a plan to revolutionize that with your own streaming service, where now you can actually pay? Not necessarily. Uh, I th Because I sell music direct as well, so like you can get music from me without having to go through But it might be it might be a good idea because it might be a good idea because there might be a lot of other artists like what you're just describing you're building a platform for people that anybody can use a new ticket master mm. but what if you built the new we might have to take this part out of the interview out, but <laughs> what if you built the new streaming service like the new title in yeah. a way but the ethical title yeah and now <laughs> any artist any artist can come on the platform and you know now it's like you know you could pay whatever you want for the music and then you just take a percentage off of that and that and that's like a new that's like a new way to stream music i think you kind of take a loss a little bit because you make money per stream 
And it's like, how would you charge people whatever they want to pay every time they stream that song? You know, you kind of lose on the in the forever part of streaming. Hmm. If they only have that one time payment of like pay whatever I want up front. I but, think that's why we do both sides. But like when I'm when I'm logged into Apple Music, like I have a subscription, but I could pay one ninety nine just one time and I have that song forever. Right. Mm-hmm. So what if I just paid a hundred dollars for a song? And I right. Song whatever forever? you wanted on there. Yeah. I think that's a genius idea. I mean, my thing is like everyone has an opinion when it comes to the foods we eat. This food's good for you, this one's bad for you, this diet works best. But who actually has the right answer? You don't need rules to lose weight. You just need proper information to build smarter, more sustainable habits. Noom is here to change the way we view food by not only looking at what we eat, but also how we eat. Instead of making you feel guilt, Noom empowers you to keep going. Not everyone wants to be on a strict diet, do five days a week at the gym, or have daily smoothies and questionable teas. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to find healthier balance that's more suitable for your life and as a result, more sustainable. Look, Numa's already influenced the way I shop for food, which has not only saved me money, it's also given me a clearer understanding of the foods I'm consuming, which has made me sharper and more energetic. You have to try it out. Look, there are no food restrictions in the program, which makes the process more flexible for your lifestyle. Everybody's journey is different. Noom believes in progress, not perfection. 75% of Noom users finish the program and more than 60% of users engaged with the program keep the weight off for a year or even more. With Noom, all you need is a daily 10-minute check-in. No grueling early mornings or huge chunks out of your day. Are you ready to start building better habits for healthier, long-term results? Sign up for a Noom trial at Noom.com slash leisure. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash leisure. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. I'm not pressed on doing it. If another <laughs> nigga want to do it, go do it. You feel me? I'm not pressed on doing it. <laughs> and like, we still get that stream of income regardless yeah. from Apple, Spotify. No, I, I, I just that. thought about it. I yeah. just I just randomly just thought about it in my mind right now. Yeah. Like, you got the idea. That's a great idea for Ticketmaster. What about doing the same thing for music? I yeah. think we could try. Yeah, like, I, think that's about a, it I think that's a way. I don't be like, uh, I don't be trying to save and change the world in all aspects, you know, just in the ones that I'm like, ah, this is really, you know, something, because cause it's a lot, you know, it's a lot to dive into once you get and into And it don't even spaces. be, like, intentional to change things. It just be like, well, I didn't enjoy this, so I want to do it my right. way. And then we figure out a system of doing it our way, like, building the ethical Ticketmaster wasn't on purpose. It was just like... Well, we were doing it. They were filling out that Google form, and then I linked the Google form to the Google Sheets, and then we were going through every single offer, Manually. color coordinating mm-hmm. them, sending out single emails, and then sending out single text messages to every single person. Like, how many how many offers did you get uh, over the span of the four shows? Thousands. thousands. Like, I think we almost hit like five thousand. Just this last show for October eighth, we've got about a thousand offers for this one. Then, show. So what's the vetting? So you got to see if it's legit. Because people might just say anything. Like, well, we'll send out all the offers. It doesn't matter. Like somebody sent out the very last show. Somebody sent out a four thousand dollar offer for a ticket. No, I mean as far as the offering for like the land or like you can use my house. How do you verify like this is actually somebody that? So happened? if we're interested, we'll email or call and talk to them. And I mean, I'm somebody who, if I talk to you, 
yeah, I, I can smell bullshit, right? Real, <laughs> real bad. So it's just as simple as that. Like we've had some that reach out and it's like, show, right? uh, yeah. So we end up doing a uh, show and sack at uh, this, this place called the State Farms. It's a black-owned farm out there, and they got a bunch of land. We end up going there to do one of our hometown hero shows. They provided the space and the home for us to do. We brought out food trucks and stuff like that, and it was just like it was real. We seen the space, we called, and it was like, yeah, it's that energy. We know what's up. Let's go. Now it's a good idea. I yeah. mean, because people have a lot of stuff like people have a lot to offer people have a lot to offer and it's like we have millions of followers and they have a lot to offer that's why with this offer based shit like if an artist like drake or cole or kendrick was to do it they make billions like the label can't run you what millions of people can it's it's different you feel me when you go to the people it's different it's like i'm doing it at this scale and i'm I'm killing it. One of them do it. Earn Your Leisure is supported by First Republic Bank. Have you ever experienced a relationship with a banker who was available to answer all your questions, even by phone or email? Doesn't exist, you say? It does at First Republic. At First Republic, everyone gets a personal banker who's ready to sit down and answer your questions, no matter how complex. And did you know that First Republic's commitment to extraordinary service extends beyond its clients? First Republic is committed to strengthening the communities it serves through meaningful partnerships with innovative nonprofit organizations. To learn more, visit firstrepublic.com. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Yeah, I, I read, Easy. I read, just, I read, maybe this is not true, that the goal is to be what Drake is to mainstream. Like you want to be the, the independent artist that becomes as popular as Drake. So I'm wondering... At this point, I'm sure labels are watching what you're doing. For certain. I'm sure they're putting roadblocks in a way to try to, you know. Or they might be putting offers. offers. They they put offers. Roadblocks, and then I'm sure there's a bunch of offers, but you're almost in a sense like the poster guy. I can't be blocked. For for independence. I can't be blocked. I don't use their systems. (laughs) I don't use their systems. I can't be blocked. Like, I don't use none of their systems. We have our own distros that we work with directly. We don't use the major system. And it's like platforms like this. Y'all, it's like, hey, bro, I'm pulling up on them. I don't use their, we create our own content. We have our own live performance platforms. Like, we really don't have to go through their systems for nothing. There is no block. I'm in my backyard. If if they stop any motion, I'm just going to go in the backyard. I'm good. Every block, it feels like, has created a new idea to revolutionize the system so we can't be blocked. What what are some that, that, some real, like, the the venue for one. So, like, the venues are a block that's just like, well, I don't want to deal with that. I want to be able to do it my way. So, we built our own venue. I want to be able to do it. Right. I want to be able to do proud to pay ticketing. So, we built the Google Forms. And then now we built the ticket platform, you know, like, Ticketmaster don't stop. let you put everything on their site, so now right. we built our own shit. Right, and, and you could pay for tickets in a way that we created and revolutionized. It would be in their best interest to not block us. Have, have the offers come? <laughs> yeah, plenty. <laughs> have you ever been tempted? Have, <laughs> have you ever been tempted? <laughs> Definitely. I mean, when you see money, and, well, would and you, you would you ever? Because I mean, I'm a, I'm always a fan of collaboration, and I feel like you know if you got leverage. It may not necessarily be a bad thing that to use somebody else's platform to grow your platform. So not at all. And if it makes sense and it's right, like we currently have a partnership with NPR Global with J.R. McKee, which is a 50-50 profit split. And we're just 
building. Like they're doing what they do best. We're doing what we do best and we're rising. We have another partnership with Russ, which is another 50-50 profit split. He's doing what he do best. Oh, we Russ, do what we Russ, do best. the rapper Russ? Yeah. 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 yeah so no, I'm not against doing deals at all. I'm against doing bad deals. And it just happened. Every deal that comes from a label to us is <laughs> <Right>. a bad <laughs> deal. Like, bro, it, it don't even make no sense when you could see somebody doing something so revolutionary and something that you've never seen done and come and be like, hey, let me offer you some bullshit. Like, that, that's absurd. <laughs> you feel me? Talk it makes about no this sense standard. at all. They're <laughs> offering me standard deals like I'm a standard nigga. <laughs> I, I don't hear nothing standard. You don't get on EYL from being standard. Right. Why do I have a standard Might deal? That up, what, are <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? How's the relationship in the independent world? Right? Obviously, you mentioned Russ. And so are y'all, is that somebody you can rely on? Even when you're coming up, was that somebody, you know, you obviously he's had huge success in the independent game. You're like, All right, I can call on him to get advice in this space. Like, how's Definitely, it man. He, he was tapped in a little bit early, like when we first kind of started going viral and just being supportive. He, he put me on one of his shows. He did the Greek Theater, 8,500 people and put me in. And it's funny, I had hit him. I was like, bro, if I'm going to do the show, I'm not going on early. Like, I need to come on before you. I want people to be there. And he made it happen and we killed it. Like, that got me a bunch of exposure. So he's definitely in the mental role. I could call him and just be like, hey, what you think about this? You feel me? He's going to give me that game. Uh, Wallow, Hovain. I've had a bunch of people just... Stretch. Johnny Shipe, Stretch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A bunch of people who's really... Even if they didn't understand my independence at first, man, just recently Hovain texted me. Uh, when I first met Hovain, I was telling him, like, nah, we can't do this. This is what I'm going to do. And he was like, nah, I think, you know, you should go with a label. You a superstar. Yeah. And now he texted me recently. He was like... Man, I ain't never seen this shit happen. I believe in anything you say. Man, let's go. You feel me? Yeah. So it's been dope to just see the mindset change of what people think is possible as an indie because people have been indie for a long time, but what we're doing is completely new still. You yeah. know, we're completing, we're, we're creating new things in an industry that existed for hundreds of years. Yeah, You're, you are a disruptor in this space. And Come so, on. Like, I want to talk about that because Hovain actually is the one who tells Charlemagne. Yep. about you yep. and then yeah. Charlemagne tells the world and now Charlemagne tells everyone he tells the world and then now I'm like wait who's and then I watch I'm like oh so like what was that moment like when you start when that recognition started to grow at a different scale right because then obviously after that you end up on the breakfast club yep so what, what was those, those, those moments like for you uh man a, a product of the work I know I'm always going to end up wherever I work. If I if I take a shovel and start digging, I'm going to get a hole. Like that that's just so everywhere I get to, I know it's is due to my action. I did all the right things to, to for the right shit to happen. Yeah, I'm going to take a quote from one of your, your freestyles. What's up? It was it was a bar. Come on. I want to find my There's plenty of them. There's a lot of bars. Yeah. This is true. But you said uh, I can't build a house, but I can build wealth. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay. I like that." Right? So where did the mindset come from, right? Because I'm hearing independence. I'm hearing, obviously, you're disrupting this game. But where did the mindset start to develop? Was it as a young age or as you became in this game? It's so like, yo, this is not the way. Let me change Definitely uh, both. As a youngin', like, my pops was a hustler. Like, he sold everything except drugs. And it was like he always had me in motion, in assembly, or just around where I was witnessing somebody build independent infrastructure. All of his homies worked for like you feel me i seen him put people in positions to win where they life was different after so i've always kind of witnessed it and experienced it and he's always been someone where if he gonna do it he's gonna do it better than everybody else 
Like, if, if he's going to do it, you're going to get the package in and the grand and things. So that was always in me. And then getting into this game, I had that chip on my shoulder early because it was like, ain't nobody offering me no reason. Niggas ain't inviting me to come to this shit, so I'm going to do it myself. So I ain't never got asked. And then once it got to the point where people did start coming in, we have everything now. I've, we've literally built everything. So you got to really offer something substantial. And they don't be talking about shit. Like, honestly, they don't know what they doing. Like, you know, I've gotten calls from a few people that, that they're like, man, they telling us to, to watch y'all so we can see how to do kind of do our thing. But it's like, you know, we're setting blueprints for, for what this is. I haven't seen too many label artists released recently or come out that had like, rollouts that i was impressed with or like doing too many things that i'm impressed by you mm -hmm. feel me like they're just all doing the same thing over and over and over so Copy I mean, and paste. it's a lot of independent artists that's doing their thing right now like toby in the week what you know him? yeah larry june yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> um is simba independent simba's, simba's not, not indie he's not yeah. okay he's not. okay um but yeah it's a few it's a few that's actually like i like of course russ um so i next life raj yeah it's, yeah, it's a few it's, out it's, there it's, it's a good it's a good vibe right now but let me ask you this as far as social media because that helped you your campaign a lot <laughs> what, what was the strategy to grow your social media campaign like what's 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 your what's your inner workings in your social media empire that you're building man that shit has been like level by level i used to post like probably like once or twice a week and I was posting like dope content, like live sessions. And uh, I was feeling away because I was talking to my pops. I was feeling like I was doing hella work. I had more content than everybody, but I'm like, man, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing a bunch of work, but a bunch of stuff ain't getting done. Like I wasn't feeling like I was advancing. And my pops was like, man, you need to post 30 days straight every day. Like post every day. Let these niggas know you got it, right? And I was like, nah, that ain't gonna work. They just gonna get tired of me, right? But I end up doing it anyway. And um, after the 30 days, I didn't see a lot of growth. So I was ready to go back to him like, I told you that wasn't going to work. You don't know what you, you ain't on social media, right? But I end up realizing that it's like a job. You know, when you go to work, you do a bunch of work and you don't get your check till two weeks later. In music, you might do a bunch of work and not get your check till six months later. Yeah. But eventually that shit hit and the wallows start seeing it and the meat mills and the russes, you know, after that 30 day influx. And then after that, it was just up. We post every day, probably five times a day. I look at it now like uh, being at the batting plate. I'm gonna swing this bat as many times as I can. <laughs> like if you only got, they tell you, man, you got 10 minutes. How many home runs can you hit? If you only swing once per minute, you whooping yourself. <laughs> I'm swinging that shit till my arms fall off. <laughs> and that's how we look at content. Like, we swinging. Yeah. That's actually how we ended up going viral. Like, when I met him, I was like, bro, like, give me all your content. I'm going to cut it up. Like, originally, I was like, why you ain't on TikTok? Like, bro, TikTok right. is where it's at. So I was like, give me all your content. I'm going to cut it up and I'm going to put it on TikTok for you. And I think I was posting on TikTok like three times a day, morning, like evening or, you know, midday, evening. And uh, I think maybe like my 12th post was the 2021 freestyle and it mm -hmm. went and it was like, the was, proof is in the pudding. Like, what are you, what are we, what are y'all doing? That was one of them. That was one of them. A lot of people get discouraged because they like, you know, they got to have high level production or video. Like, nope. Man. You have a, like you have a videographer, but you do a lot of cell phone footage. Mm -mm. Just put the cell phone out. What? Nah, we nah, we be magic. on the black magic. No, I'm just saying, like, when I just seen you in D.C., like, the president's oh, home. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's just, that's just yep. cell phone for you. Right. You, you do a lot of that, though. Yep. 
That's just good pull, mix. Pull a cell phone out and just record. I'm here. Yeah. What's going on? Tap in. Da 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 da. That's yeah. content. Or like even and that the, did like a hundred k views. That's right. what I'm saying. Yes. That's right. content. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why he wasn't on TikTok was because he's like, I don't, I don't make TikTok content. Like, I don't want to be one of those TikTok people. And I was like, bro, you don't have to make TikTok content. Just post your content just make on great TikTok. Content. Just make great content. <laughs> he, he gave he gave it to you freely, and then you were like, all right. Once you saw it, did you see the magic and? Like, how, what was that for, like for you, right? Because now you've got the content. Yeah. There's a bunch of it. Well, like, I had already seen his live session of Do That Little Dance. That's when I was like, oh, dance. man, right? That was my first That's introduction. <laughs> I was like, who? It was the first bar, like, African nigga and a European. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, who yeah. is he? And then uh, I was telling him, like, bro, give me your content, give me your content. And he was just playing, like, just wasn't really trying to give it to me. So I pulled up, like, brought the, bought a drive, pulled up, and was like, no, I'm about to get this content. And then after that, it was just up it's like, been up it's up super up. Yeah. then we figured out you know just microing things like taking one interview and taking 10 20 pieces out of it now we got 20 weeks worth of content on interviews like shows when i go do a show i perform an hour set and I do variations with the pianist and shit. So out of one set, that one Tosa set, we got about 40, 50 clips. Breaking down That's, bars. We, you're going to be seeing that to the end of next year. You're going to be seeing some of them pieces going viral <laughs> right. here and there. And I perform so much. When I say we got thousands of pieces of content, I don't think nobody got more content than us. You can't out-content us. I saw you give that advice is in one of your social media clips. You're like, I'm going to drop at least 10 bars every interview. <laughs> Right. Ten bars. At so least ten so bars, you're going to get some gems. That's ten clips. Right. Yep. And then right. You, got, you, got a lot of too, you got a lot of clips from this interview. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went through all of his, like, his raps and broke down the, like, favorite bars. How you had, like, quotable bars yeah. every single morning. Now we got posts every morning for, yep. like, quotables. Just a quote and, or a bar. And those right. do numbers. That's just building it up. Like, yeah. like we said with TV, if you see me yeah. five times a day, I'm family now. You see me more than you see your actual family because you own there. So once you see somebody five, six times a day, it's like, bro, I'm, I'm a part of your routine. Hmm. Okay. So, um, you, you like a, a renegade. Another one. <laughs> Another one. Yeah, we got the bar counter. Yeah, Russell did. <laughs> so I like you because you, you, you seem like you, you're just doing your own thing. Because, I, I, you know, I pay attention to everything. I study a lot. And I'm, I'm watching, especially these new rappers, and it's a trend to have like five posts on Instagram, eight posts. They post like one, like the last post will be like September of 2021. Like, <laughs> I see that a lot. Like, it's artists, so like, they don't post, a lot of artists don't, which I'm like, how are they getting so much buzz that they're not even posting on social media? We realize, like, when they sign, the labels will strip their Instagram, like, oh, we're rebranding you. Clean it and, up. That is yeah, so they, confusing. they delete all the pictures. Yeah. It's just like they gotta be a perfect photographer. Yeah. Why would you delete them. what they got you the deal? That don't like, make no sense. This is the image we're gonna paint for you. Right. Why them. would you do yeah. and then like that was the artist that brought you that buzz. Like those fans love that artist. Mm -hmm. You wanna strip that artist away and rebuild him? That's why they're so disconnected from their fan base when they come out. It's like I don't even know who he is. He got a he got a chain. He's sitting in front of a Ferrari. Like I thought he was broke. <laughs> it's all rented. Like it's not even the same guy. Listen to the new Audible original Direct Deposit: What Happens When Black People Get Rich, hosted by Chad Sanders, the author of Black Magic: What Black Leaders Learn from Trauma and Triumph, and TV writer of Rap Shit. Direct Deposit explores what it takes to get rich and stay rich while black in America. For young black entrepreneurs, Direct Deposit seeks to answer the questions. What's money going to do for me? What's money going to do to me? 
Chad went from sleeping on a mattress on the floor in a cramped apartment to nearly overnight success after Spike Lee signed on to develop one of his scripts. After becoming more and more successful, Chad has realized that his bank account might change, but the struggle remains. Chad speaks to prominent black figures in American pop culture like Issa Rae, Gabrielle Union, and Soledad O'Brien. Visit audible.com slash direct deposit to listen now. I want, I want to talk about uh, I Hate When Life's Going Great. Yeah. Let's talk about the title. Let's talk about inspiration behind it, what people can expect when they get it. Man, this is a classic project. It's genreless, boundless. Another one. <laughs> you feel me? Just uh, boundless. A lot of new flows, new pockets, new emotions and feelings. Um, the title actually came to me. I ended up making the last, the final track of the album. I, I completed it, and that was the title of the song. And I was like, man, this is it. We were trying to come up with an album title for so so long, and that shit just hit home because like, um, I dabble in these spaces of like, being able to fully be present and enjoy everything that I work for and also feeling like um, I'm undeserving or unworthy mm -hmm. at times. And it's like throughout this journey of me succeeding, I've partially not enjoyed it, like hated it at some point, just not even fully understanding of why that is. You feel me? It's some self-sabotage shit. Mm. But I feel like a lot of people experience that and feel that feeling. So just hearing the title of the album, it's like you get a, a connection because it's like, well, what does this mean? It sits with you in a way because you're understanding of it. You feel me? It's, it's hyperhuman. Yeah. I, I, and I've heard a lot of people become more open about that, that imposter syndrome. Like, do I really mm -hmm. deserve this? Right. right. You really worked this hard. I right. really worked my <laughs> ass off. Right. right? Yeah. So, so talk about that imposter syndrome. So that's like you, you, you feel like sometimes that you don't deserve it. Or like you shouldn't be here? Yeah, due to like um due to like however I'm conducting myself in a human space. Like if I do something that doesn't resonate with my soul well, it'll make me feel like I'm undeserving of my great life. Mm. Right? So if I just do something foul that I'm like, ah, that wasn't morally correct, I should have handled that better. For me, it's world ending. <laughs> it's like, uh, you don't deserve nothing. You're not a great person, right? <laughs> but that's untrue. But it's like, that's how it feels internally for me. So how do you, how do you manage that? Man, just living, kind of going. You got to go through it to get through it. You have a therapist you talk to? I just recently started therapy, and uh, I'll be on the fence about it. I'll be, I'll be talking, talking, like, this shit ain't working. Be I'll, be on a, I'll be on the fence about it, man. You know? And my brother finally, man, he ain't no good. He be like, that nigga said, what he tell me? He was like, I didn't know we needed other niggas to help us out. You feel me? Like, I forgot what he said, but it was something in the line of like, bro, you know what you got to do. Like, nigga, do it. You you come here alone, and you leave here alone. Like, take care of your business and your problems. But, uh, I have went to therapy and um yeah I got mixed feelings. I don't know how well it's working for me. Uh full disclosure, he didn't stick with it. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he did like three times. <laughs> yeah, you gotta know when to quit sometimes. <laughs> no trial run. He's also hyper intelligent. So like hyper. when I was suggesting it to him, I was that's, like, it's gonna a, be that's difficult. A Bay Area. Yeah. He's yeah, you, you 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 seem very you seem like you seem like you've always been an extremely intelligent person. Um, were you like a straight A student in school and stuff like that? No. So you say you work in, arrow. you, no, you work in aerospace? Yeah. So you're like, are you like Mensa? Like, you were like 
so like, I was uh, I was really yeah I was in like gate programs early on in school I was always really smart um I wasn't a straight A student due to just like negligence I just didn't want to be I, I was I didn't care for it like the school wasn't stimulating for me I was writing raps and shit um and then yeah I started in aerospace I started on the production floor but I end up learning everything like how to do formulas and how to work the network they had a system called sap network and just how to move now i'm really good with numbers and shit um so yeah i start moving up and advancing to like the admin side i was down there the only one up there with no degree you feel me because i i just knew the systems i knew how to work it but yeah i was always really smart i've always felt like i was a little bit ahead would you would you, would you consider yourself a genius in some aspects, yeah. I think I think you have to be to create new things in this world because right. the world has existed for eons. So for anybody to come and make something new, and I've made several new things, not to flex, but to flex. <laughs> no, I've made several things yeah. that are Talk new. They exactly. didn't exist at all, you feel me? And they now exist. So yeah, I think that takes some genius. Yeah, you, give who, me, you, who, you give me genius vibes. Yeah. Who inspires you, right? Because, I mean, you, you give me like this, you've been here for a while type vibe. Man, so, my pops, yeah. uh... Steve Jobs, Tim Cook, uh, Sat Guru. Uh, I really love Sat Guru. Uh, Jason Wilson. Um, Who's Jason Wilson? He wrote a book called Battle Cry. He was on Breakfast Club as and well. Cry like really a man. great. And Cry Like a Man. Really so, great I'm, author. I'm, all right. So, this, this is. is before, I think that's super interesting, right? Because I said who inspired you, right? And you would think from an artist, you might hear Jay, you might hear Nas. <laughs> right. But I, I kind of figured that you wouldn't name any of those. Not that they haven't influenced you, but I'm listening listen to the names you named. I'm like, that's why. Like, there's a di <laughs> it's different. It's different. <laughs> Come on. Well, let me, let me ask you this. As far as growing up, Vallejo, that seems like a urban environment, right? Yeah. Um, so, but you seem like a eclectic type of person who's very intelligent. What was your up, like, how was it in high school for you? Did, was, did you have a vibe in high school yeah i mean i'm a, uh, I, it seemed like it seemed like you're a cool dude and like people connect with you but yeah. it seemed like you you're probably not interested in what the vast majority of people are interested in i mean i've had my time you feel me i've dabbled like i had it like working in aerospace i was making a little bit more money than you know most of the people my age and around me so i was in overindulging and i've had my time in trying to like fit in trying to trying to trying to not necessarily try i guess trying to fit in and trying to prove myself trying to be like over hyper mass and, and things like that i've definitely had my time just due to surrounding and 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 upbringing as well um it depends on where you meet me you just you get a different this is my standard i'm calm and relaxing but it depends on where you meet me mm. how's balancing being on, you say you have a daughter right yep how's that balancing being a father with traveling and being on the road and all that Man, it's really dope because, like, I'm, um, I've always, and just now I'm cultivating an even grander relationship with my daughter where it's like explaining to her that I'm like, uh, I'm like the homie, right? You feel me? It's like I don't rule over you or have sanction over you. You know, you don't, I don't own you. You know, like, man, we were talking the other day, Sadhguru has a quote that said, uh, kids don't come from you, they come through you. You know, you're just their passage here. And I'm really cultivating that experience with my daughter where she gets to make her own decisions. Like, even we'll come from school walking and uh, we'll do, like, problems. I, I have her do extra problems, but instead of me, like, I used to just say, all right, this how many you going to do and this how much time. But now I ask her, how many do you want to do and how much time do you want to do it? And just uh, learning how to really... 
allow her to shape her life and just trying to water instead. Cause you know, I, I had a child very early and young and I didn't have like the most guidance to, to like properly lead her. So now it's really just how old is she trying to, she's 10 okay. right now. It's just trying to be like beside her in the best way that I can be. Cause you know, I'm, I'm still like still dabbling, still learning how to be a great father and just a great human. So as I grow, that'll kind of just grow and, and get nurtured. Powerful. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah, man. Shout out to all the fathers, man. Shout out to the fathers. Come on. That, that Shout out, Pops, man. We on EYL, dog. Tell the niggas at the job is up. In the freestyle, and now that maybe I'm trying to put the puzzle pieces together. You said that um, you, you spent your own first 50K before you ever had any. So the aerospace is, is what was funding that? Yep. Ah, uh, makes perfect. Now nah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Man, I was spending all the job money buying cameras, marketing merch with me, putting in on shows, buying venues, flying wherever I got, you know, all, all of that shit. Gotcha. So what's what's next? What's on your vision board for the next five, ten years? I'm building Disneyland right now. Disneyland. Um, Disneyland. <laughs> you know, that's the goal Disneyland. at home. Like really building something where like just the backyard in this past four shows, we've had people fly out from them to every single state. And that was my goal. Like I don't really I don't really want to tour. You know, I want people to come like to me so they can experience you feel me? They could get this experience here at home and just building the equity of Vallejo and the worth there because no one flies to Vallejo for nothing. So this is the first time in history we've had celebrities and athletes and stuff coming to the V, you know, to experience that. And with that, you know, people, the hotels make money and the restaurants make money. So I'm really building equity and bringing it to the city. So my goal was to build that at home, you know, give us something that we can have for generations to come. And it's like, man, this is, you know, I'm on a statue when I'm gone. Like we really changed some shit. You uh, you say you tapped in with E40, huh? Yeah, water. <laughs> yeah, water. How'd that how'd that come about? Uh, initially, I think the meeting came through Pilo. Pilo sent me the again record with him and 40 on it, and I hopped on, and then we shot the video, and I met him at the shoot, and you know he knew what I was building and what I was doing, and he shot me the line, and he's just been in a mentor role just like he'll tap in and show me love just real really affirming and, and everything man it's just been a lot of love and embrace and i was saying i was telling you vallejo is a uh, home of a lot of good musicians e40 yourself her yeah anybody else that I'm, forget I'm missing nefta pharaoh uh we got gary june who's all out the v man you put me on the spot it's so many <laughs> tessie hey cujo um <laughs> There's so many <laughs> of us. Who? Is Kalani from there? Kalani? Kalani? Kalani's from Oakland. Okay. Oakland. Okay. Who? The boy. Oh, the, the boy. boy. SOB, the right. boy. Swimmy B. Man, we got, we've had a lot of talent uh, come out the V. Dark Side Rider with uh, Scandal. Scandal. Yeah. And Vallejo's right next to Oakland, right? Not right next to Oakland. It's we're like about 30, 30 minutes. minutes. So okay. Vallejo's across a bridge. Like, we're our own little vibe. Yeah. Mm. But it's all Bay Area. Yeah. Like, the culture, a lot of the culture. It's similar. Yeah. It's all, it's all the Bay. Hyper, yeah. And y'all all rock with each other. Because that's what I asked before. I'm like, is it like Oakland looks at Vallejo? He's like, nah, the Bay is the nah, Bay. Nah, man. Like, we, all, we all a, a unit. Like, we, we the Bay. The bay. <laughs> Short dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's Oakland. I know, it's all yeah. the best. You know? Don't separate them. Hey, Mac Dre from Mac Vallejo is yeah, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. biggest. And we got, yeah, Simba, he's doing a thing too. He's Shout from, out. where's he from? Simba from Antioch. Antioch. Yeah. That's the Bay though too, right? Yep, that's the Bay. Yeah, we'll nah, man. I, um, 
I like the conversation a lot, man. I really think that you have a bright future because um, you're innovative. And that's extremely important. A lot of people Thanks. are followers. Most people are followers and most people are not innovative and they're not, right. they're not creative. And I mean, that's okay because everybody can't be an innovator. But the, the mm -hmm. few people that are innovators, those are the people that actually change the world. So I feel like, you know, you, you're a very innovative person and you're thinking forward and you're not limiting yourself. You're thinking outside the box and you're doing it independent. Come on. And you're moving in real time, too. So that's, what, that's what I like. We, yeah. we might have to get a, an EYL Disruptor Award. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yes. you, you, you definitely How many people create new things? You yeah, feel me? Yeah, I'm yeah. just we, saying. You have, like, have a great appreciation for things. One, like that. one of the greatest things that um, Dane Dash, you should meet him. Have you met him yet? I haven't yet. You got, I'm, I'm gonna set it up to meet him. He he will love you. But um, he told me he was like, you know, I love y'all because it's one thing to have potential. A lot of people have potential, but you're acting on your potential and you're realizing it in real time. Bro, and in my journal, right. I, just, I just wrote, I'm exactly where I am due to my actions. Not my thoughts, not my ideas, but my actions. Everybody got thoughts and ideas, but you you feel me? You only The only shit that exists is the shit that you do. Like you We, we all shop digging. at Walmart because they built one. <laughs> right. Not That's because a the nigga had an right, idea. Had an idea. That's a <laughs> that is a fact. So before we leave, um, you know, no pressure or anything, but I feel like we had legendary episodes, legendary content. You got a couple bars? Did you? Come on, y'all gonna let me perform something? Let's, oh, yeah, let's do it. Are we gonna get the roll? Is the roll gonna come out? Right. Y'all wanna back this claim, man? What's up? We're gonna cue the sound system up. Yeah. yeah come buddy. on, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he got it now. It's different. Not your average show. It's not your average show. Why be average? Standard deals are for standard niggas. We're not trying to get standard. That's somebody offered me a deal and I called them and was like, bruh, like what what do you do? How do you feel about this deal? And they said, uh, I don't think it's a bad deal. I said, I said, bro, I never want to sign a deal that someone says, uh, I don't think it's a bad, that's not how I'm going into this shit, but that's the type of shit that they offer you, right. that they feel like, uh, I don't think it's a bad deal, about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or you ask them, if, did you see this deal before they sent it to me? Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah, we, we've, we've seen a few things like that. Right. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Right. Things have happened. Right. Right. What is that? A stimmy? That is a fact. Ernest, what's going on? As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team that help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. When we're looking for a sound engineer, a graphic designer, or an editor, LinkedIn Jobs is the first place we go. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring hashtag frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash EYL. That's linkedin.com slash EYL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so we about to make some history. 
my guy is about to give us an exclusive, Ooh. not freestyle, performance. Yeah. yeah. Language is important. It's different. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> it's very different. Come on. Cue the performance. You running? Yep, we're running. Vallejo, EYL, it's not the same. It's different. Pops, we made it. <laughs> yeah. Can I talk my shit? The first, we created new shit. Huh? African nigga in the European whip. Like we ain't come here on no European ship. Fuck your opinion, shut your European lips. Money and murder, that's that European. Mm, I know better, I just hold my tongue. Niggas yelling out total while I'm on my run. Happily wave back as I hold my gun. Oh shit, I seen a lot of niggas die, they all look like me. Know your rights get denied when you look like me. Yeah, we both from different sides, but you look like me. How come the man in the mirror never look like me? Unfamiliar, quite peculiar, do you know yourself? Are you tending to your garden? Do you grow yourself? Are you living in the past? Do you hold yourself accountable for all that's bad like you owe yourself? A new life, a new bitch, a new you. New goals, new hoes, a new crew. You know them, you know us and them too. You know who everybody is, but who you? I ain't trying to preach cause I hate that shit. But I see niggas dying and I hate that shit. Smiling all the time, I gotta fake that shit. I hate 20 shots, why I make that shit? Sharing all this pain for the income I could gain. Great granny was a slave, why would I ever cop a chain? Gave us band-aids like that could ever stop the pain. Niggas used to hang for these songs that I sang. Niggas used to die for these pictures that I post. Niggas used to die trying to get a right to vote. Liberty and life, they say we got a right to both. But we ain't had rights since they drunk us off that boat. Took us from our land, then took our land from us. Cause an arm and a leg, they really took our hands from us. Threw us in them cages, taxed all our wages, taught us their religion, rewrote all the pages, been this way for ages, threw us in the mazes, made it off them cotton fields, now we on the stages. Rapping about ass cheeks, we rapping about chains. Rapping about Benzes, we rapping about gangs. Rapping about oppression, we rapping about pain. I'm rapping about all that, I gotta share the blame. They rapping on a contract, they rapping for the fame. They rapping in a slave deal, we clapping while they hang. Dance, nigga. It's different. EYL, the first ever. Ha! <laughs> yeah. Legendary. What else would we expect? Yeah. Right. What else? First, that's a first, that's a first. We had somebody rap before. Shout, Shout out to, to Mickey, Mickey Fats. Yes. But this is our first performance. Come on. In the EYL South studio. Yeah. Um, it's not we, the same. We might have residency here. Yeah. Hey, come on. We got some rope. And it's going to be off the base. Right. You know, pick and play. Yeah. That's black owned that we created and we own. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? Different. It's different. It's different. <laughs> now, I appreciate you guys so much, man. Tell the people. Uh, social media, album, all the stuff you got coming up, whatever, uh, website, merch, all of that. Let them know. Yeah, super honored. I'm LaRussell on everything. Good Company is a platform. Company spelled C-O-M-P-E-N-N-Y. Goodcompany.co is where you can buy merch, buy albums. We're releasing a ticketing platform coming soon. Please, come to a residency show. We built <laughs> Disneyland. Go Disneyland. get that bag. <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> yes, get sir. Yeah. I'm Tieta. You can find me on Instagram at TT. T T E E T E E S T E A, also on Twitter. 
Come a lot on. Of, a lot of tease. <laughs> Talk to us. Uh, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. Shout out to all earners on EYL University, the number one place for everything in the world of business. And shout out to everybody that's supporting the merch. And shout out to, to, to Vallejo. Huh? Shout, shout out to, out to Vallejo on yeah. EYL. It's yeah. not the same. For the town business. Yeah. All right. We appreciate y'all. Love is love. Yes. Get your tickets, Invest Fest Europe. We are headed to London, Royal Albert Hall, and MSG. We doing MSG for Market yeah. Monday. Jeez, them so. boys, <laughs> different, them boys, different. different. It's, it's not the same. It's yeah. not the same. Nothing was the same. Thank you, EYL did. Thank you, guys, for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.